and he's going to house it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast here in NASCAR betting and DFS home. That is Brian Twining. I am Kyle Robert, and we are going to continue the NASCAR conversation. Uh, for those of you that don't normally check out the NASCAR betting preview show, uh, Twitter Spaces, and now first week of a YouTube show, um, it's a must listen for anybody who bets NASCAR with any sort of consistency. Um, incredible minds, really, really smart people talking about uh, things they bet. And uh, Brian and I got to join for some reason, so we were there, and <laughs> it was really fun. If you uh, did hear us there and you're checking out our show for the first time, welcome. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you are enjoying what you're, like, what you're listening to, please consider subscribing. Turn on the bell notification. Uh, that way you know when a new episode goes live, and then... Uh, you know, you can see the socials at the top if you want to give us a follow on Twitter or over on Instagram. But Brian Twining, we've had a day. Um, some of us got to go golfing while others of us were in stuck in the office. But um, talked for like an hour and a half uh, with a bunch of really smart minds. And now we're going to keep that NASCAR conversation going. Yeah, I. it's funny. Uh, we've we've mentioned this numerous times on the show, but... I'm I'm at a point now in my NASCAR fanhood where I could probably talk about the sport in season of the NASCAR season all day, every day. Uh, in my sleep, I dream about my bets or how our race is going to go. Now, uh, no. I try to talk to my wife in NASCAR terms and you know just discuss stuff on the race. And of course, I just get the the rolled eyes look. But <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, as far as this upcoming week, I'm I'm pretty excited for the race. It. You know, if you did listen to the show, there's a few people that are excited for the board, but it's a it's a it's an interesting pre-flop market to kind of assess, and I think more so on the outright spot. You know, yeah. and, uh, before we dive into more freaking uncertainty, I think we should talk about another race that had a ton of uncertainty, and that's the Enjoy Illinois 300. If you insist, it was um it was our worst show of, our, our worst betting week of the season by a mile and a half um we hit a combined one bet um there was a lot of confidence and exciting excitement and um potential it was a frustrating race across the board um as someone who had a william byron outright he looked like the dominant car got to the lead and then Went in for a pit, came out, and his car was completely different and sank like a rock. People's, uh, you know, uh, brake rotors were just breaking off in the middle of the race oh. because they were getting hot in the corners and then cold in the backstretch and then hot again. And um, so Tyler Reddick, you, out, out the paint. Um, Chris Bell was, uh, and we talked a little bit this about this with Derek um, on Twitter, but Almost got the result, probably the right thing happened, but like he ends up one more spot in front of Harvick. Yep. I hit the Chris, I hit the Chris Bell top 10. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. I also, the outright, I was, I was doing some live betting during this race and just doubling and tripling down on the guys that I shouldn't be betting <laughs> i i texted you i found a kyle bush 12 to 1 didn't fire on that of course because that would have you know cashed me some money so um and then yeah just just an overall let's throw this up here uh overall frustrating race um i think you know and maybe more for for dfs when we hop over there but carson hosevar looked legit and um unfortunately didn't get to finish the race uh, yeah but the thing though, like we we mentioned this a lot on here. Like obviously, we're giving out picks that that we're betting um, mo more than likely on an offshore, just because we actually don't have access to these damn books because we live yep. in California. Uh, I was actually in Vegas, so I was hammering all of these things this last weekend. And one of my favorite bets of the weekend was the host of our top ten, and you know I felt great about it, even though he was running you know mid teens. He showed the speed in order to move up the field, which there wasn't yeah. a cars that were able to do that. And, you know, same same scenario that happened with Tyler Reddick with my top 10 there. Like, obviously, 
Uh, it could have went another way where he didn't crack the top 10, but both of those guys were trending in that direction. Reddick was a top three car, top five car most of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, it just that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. NASCAR is unlike any other sport that you're betting on. I mean, who the hell would have guessed that freaking brake rotors were going to be exploding during a yeah. race? You, know? you could have a perfect car and all of a sudden your brake rotor is shattering on the track and then you're Martin Truex and you're not your brake rotor isn't shattering but now all of a sudden you got brake rotors from another car up underneath your car and that's messing yep. up your your day. So it was just yeah, I mean cuz Truex looked good at points like that top 5 felt really good. Um you did hit Blaney over Logano for or, or no, you hit you hit Truex for top 5. Yeah, I hit the Truex top five. The Blaney over Logano bet, another one of these bets that I that I had wagered on, just like the Truex over Logano. Yeah. 97% of the race, that was the correct side. And then just on the last lap or the last few laps, it just turned on its head. Yeah, so overall, not the race we wanted. Uh, put us into a little bit of a hole that we were out digging ourselves out of after a few hot weeks. So let's see if we can get back to the uh, to our winning ways. Um, over on DraftKings, bunch of the same. Uh, Chris Bell was fine. Ryan Blaney was awesome, as you mentioned. Um, you know, was in, you know started second, had um, eighty three laps led, like looked really good all day. Uh, Chastain was frustrating. Bubba was even more frustrating. Um, so just he was you know, good oh, though. That's the thing. Like, he yeah, was, he was fine. He was running near the top ten. He yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten the type of points you would have wanted to see out of him, yeah. but he would have had a, a perfectly good finish had it not been for the brake rotor. And of course, Kevin Harvick sinks and does does just enough to cut, crush my bets, but also not well enough to be good for DraftKings. So overall, uh, craptastic week. Uh, we do have a race this week, uh, uh, as we talked about on the NASCAR betting show. Uh, we are in Sonoma, uh, about uh, two hours from me, about I don't know eight or ten hours from you. But um, I did think we... about jumping on a flight and calling you, just showing up and being like, "Yo, let's yeah, I mean, go." I'm not not opposed to it. Um, we do have a break next week, so we'll have to figure out. Ooh uh what what the game plan is we 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 won't probably won't record but maybe we can find a special guest uh to kind of fill in the gap so brian and i will work behind the scenes on that uh that being said let's dive into this week's odds because it is interesting and um a lot of good points were made um and just you know overall kind of thoughts about how to how to figure out this week obviously coda is really interesting but there is a like especially if you look at who was good in 2022 at coda and who was good at sonoma it didn't really have a lot of crossover but it really felt like if you could get if you're in the front like it was hard for people to pass so we'll see obviously no stage breaks we'll see how many cautions we actually get um but i think the books are doing a few things to kind of offset the potential um, dangers and pitfalls for their side. Uh, so we have Tyler Reddick, we have Kyle Larson, and we have Chase Elliott somewhere between four and a half and five to one. Um, obviously, qualifying if I any of them get on the pole, they're automatically going to flip the other two and be just a little bit shorter. It's really, really hard to bet these guys. At the same time, it makes a lot of sense to bet these guys, although <laughs> I do have a point from Jordan McAbee, Fantasy Racing Online, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and Tyler Reddick are consensus co-favorites to win at Sonoma in most books. They have combined for three top five finishes at this track in 16 combined starts. So just a little, little nugget to, to stash away when you're thinking about the top of the board. So, you know... I I totally get that, but, um, you know, I, I forget. I believe the guy's name was Reed, uh, gave us some fantastic tidbits on the betting preview show, and he was talking about how at Sonoma last year, passing was basically non-existent. So if you didn't have track position coming to yeah. the end, you were basically effed in regards to where you were going to finish. And, you know, that's probably been the same at most road courses, especially like a Sonoma or Coda the last couple of years. And then I think too, it's important to note, uh, you know, Sonoma was previously a stage stage caution race. And last season we only saw four total cautions with two of them coming outside of the stage breaks. 
And that's the only, uh, that's the only time during the race that guys can try to flip the script and jump on a different strategy. And, you know, if you weren't planning for that and you're caught on the wrong strategy, you're just screwed no matter how fast your car is. And I think that's more the reason why some of these guys don't finish where they do. And oftentimes when you're running up front, you are the gunned, you're not the gunner. And so guys are aiming for you. They're racing you hard, potentially spinning you out, all that kind of nonsense happens. So, you know, I, I don't mind seeing these guys at the top of the board. I, I do think it's interesting because if, if any of these three guys jumps on the pole, I don't think they get any shorter than three, three and a half to one. And which, you know, you're only losing two, two betting points there. I, I would just yeah. rather bet that knowing they're yeah. on pole than hit this five to one number. The other thing you could do is uh, Kyle Larson has been really good at getting on the pole. What three of the last five he's been on the pole. Um, so that could be another way to look at it too. Bet him to win the pole. He wins the pole. You take that bet and roll it over to him to win the race. Um, that could be a way to attack it. Maybe your book lets you parlay those things. I don't know, but um, could be interesting. Um, yeah, so it's really like it's really interesting. I think you really need to make a decision. Are you betting one or two of these guys at the top, or are you gonna make a few other bets? Hope qualifying goes in your favor and um, you know have a chance to to cash ticket because we were you know we you last year you cashed. Daniel Suarez at 30 something to one. And um, obviously Chris Busher was up there. There was a few names with longer odds that could find a way to get there. So, um, you know, interesting, interesting week to attack the board. Uh, the next range is really interesting to me. And I've, I've made a couple bets here and then I'm just trying to figure out how I want to uh, officially attack it. But Kyle, Kyle Bush, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine is the best number at DraftKings. Uh, obviously one last week, but, He's in the car that Reddick was dominant at uh, last year. Um, he's also, uh, you know, a road course guy himself. So lots to like there. My guy, William Byron, uh, you can get 10 to 1 at Caesars, and that is officially on the card. That's uh, a great number. Another guy that could easily be um, on the pole. Uh, we've seen his dominance all year. Um, he gets on the pole. He's going to end. The other thing that I thought they, that they said on the show that I thought was interesting was how important pit stops are going to be. And the one guy who's been the had the best pit crew all year was William Byron. They've they've been consistently the fastest. And if they didn't have that terrible stop uh, last week, and <laughs> they maybe they maybe he is uh, you know cashing that ticket for me. So yeah, makes a lot of sense. Ross Chastain is the next guy in that nine to twelve range. Um, and I think makes a lot of sense. I love, love, love these three guys. And I know I, it feels like they might go a little overlooked just because either people are going to hammer the top of the board or they're going to dive down and look for those values. But prior to qualifying. So I'm wondering how much, you know, attention these guys are getting. But um, I'm you know, I, I think they all are worthy of your attention. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you on William Byron. Uh, we've talked about this at nauseum the past couple of weeks. Like, he's he's a fantastic pre-practice and qualifying wager, especially when you're getting him outside of the favorite range. No matter yeah. what type of track he's on, he's been probably the best car. Um, Kyle Busch, I mean, he looked great last week, but I don't know how much of that was actually track position as opposed to just overall speed because it seemed anybody who was in the lead on fresh tires yeah. at, at WWT Raceway was able to run away with it or maintain a one-second lead, and it was just impossible for anybody behind them to catch them. So, I mean, I don't want yeah. to take too much away from what the uh, eight showed last weekend. He has been good at road courses. I I think the numbers are a little more bet down to what he've, we've seen – this year or, or actually what we've what we saw last week not yeah. what we've seen as a whole so i'm a little skeptical of that and then the watermelon man i'm kudos to you for jumping jumping back on the train and having a little more faith in him i am just so worried that he's lost that edge which yeah. made him one of the top threats every week, you know, just not giving an F about people's feelings essentially. And just saying, I'm going to move you if I need to, to move yeah. up a spot here, no matter where we are on the track. And if he's lost that he's, he's a mid tier driver, in my opinion. 
I agree. Uh, it is a little terrifying to be uh, Team Ross Chastain, and we'll get into some thoughts there. But um, yeah, he needs to be. He needs to be a little more his old self, and you know, he's worrying too much about what Hamlin's saying and some of the other drivers. You know, he moves people out of the way, and uh, Brad Kay has never had a problem doing it. And honestly, Denny's never had a problem when he's on yep. the giving end, not the receiving end. So. Um, I think he has to find victory lane more though. Like that's, that's yeah. the major issues for a guy that's priced the way he is. He needs to be in victory lane more often. And obviously we can talk about it. And we, and we did the same song and dance with Ryan Blaney who went 50 something races before he won again. So the difference it's a hard sport the two, to win. The, the difference between the two though is like Blaney is like a silent assassin. He, even though he wasn't winning races, he was still running, you know, seventh, sixth. Like he was always yep. there, just quiet. Uh, the next range, I think, is where you get some head scratching numbers, but probably warranted. AJ Allmendinger, anywhere from 14 to 16. Last year's winner, Daniel Suarez, another track house guy, um, between 13 and 16. Austin Sindrick, uh, will. Like he he's always like fifty to one. All of a sudden he's sixteen to one this week. <laughs> he's great on road courses. Eighteen to though. one. He's great. On, he, I think it's very under under uh underlooked or overlooked. There we go. Yeah, how good he, he is. His road course like skill set is mm-hmm. vastly overlooked. He is one of the best road course racers we have in the Cup Series. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Busher. The one thing that uh, they also mentioned on the, um, I forget, I want to say it was Rory Picks, uh, talking about how veterans typically do better. People that have driven this course a few times kind of understand like when to break, when to shift, mm. like all that stuff. I think, um, it, I think it, that was Mark Harris. Was it Mark Harris? Okay. Yeah. Um, but like just being, being, um, you know, understanding the track, knowing when to shift a lot of, a few of these guys are going to run double duty this weekend, which I think is good just to get reps on the track. Um, but Sindrick is somebody that feels a little uncomfortable to bet, but, um, was one of the picks on the, on the, on the show. And I think makes a ton of sense. And then Chris, obviously and before Chris- we move on, I will just for firstly apologize that my, my brain and, uh, memory bank is, filled up with other other stuff i am terrible with names so okay yeah i don't know you go go watch the show there was lots of good information and yes um it was either rory or mark i, f- I forget i want to say rory but um or full yeah. tank phil i can't remember we, we we talked for an hour and a half we rolled right into this brian and i also had stuff going on during the day so um keeping everything in in uh all our ducks in a row is has been a little bit of a challenge but we'll get there uh, Chris Buescher also makes a lot of sense at 20, 19, 20 to 1. Obviously not comfortable used to seeing him here, but uh, was great here last year, has shown ability, and RFK has just been a better team. So uh, don't fault anybody. If you are ranking this range with these four drivers, Brian, go ahead and rank them in terms of how likely you are to place an outright on them. Oh, man. On an outright? Like if you have to bet an hour, like so, you want me to go first? Because I, I can honestly, have... no, 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 I'm, I'm okay. So, uh, you'll see him later on my card, but I think on an outright, I would much rather go with Daniel Suarez, just for consistency purposes at other tracks. You know, just kind of that, uh, that that confidence level coming into this weekend, riding your high or just being good, regardless of like finishing results, because he's had a great car. Yeah. Um, among this group, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. I think I might go Cindric over Suarez, but those two are very close. Um, Dinger, I'm a little interested in. Colleagues hasn't been quite as good, but he does have a full time ride. So we, in the pre in previous years, we've seen him really push because he doesn't. He's just trying to get the win. It doesn't matter what he gets for points. So maybe he's a little more uh, cautious this year. Maybe that ends up, you know, putting him in second or third if he's running near the front. Um, and then, but then probably Busher would be my order. So Cindric Suarez, uh, Dinger and Busher, but you know, they all make sense. And then we get into back into some familiar names. We got Chris Bell, 2022, 20, 25, um, kind of interesting. Kevin Harvick opened up, you know, closer to 40, um, obviously got bet down 20, 25, 30, uh, range Alex Bowman right there. And then we, 
And then we get into, I mean, I guess there's still a few, but like Truax is somebody that we all will obviously want to just hit on, but like Caesars has him at 18, but then he's 30 or 40 everywhere else. So obviously if you like a Marty party this week, go get you the best of the number. But um, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, then we have Blaney that we have McDowell. Like there's a lot of guys where the books are just throwing their hands up being like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So I, uh, from your perspective with this, like, I mean, you could pick, you know, any of these guys, I would say from Denny all the way up to, uh, up to bell, like who's jumping out to you as, as a most compelling option. Well, I'll start off by saying I don't have any outrights, uh, shorter than this number right now, just because I, I'm just finding it difficult at handicapping before we see these guys, uh, practice and qualifying. Cause I think uh, qualifying position is going to be really crucial. That being said, and uh, in the response of somebody complaining, I didn't have a new hat last week. As you could see, I'm wearing a Napa Racing uh, breast cancer awareness hat, but it's not for the number nine car. It's for the 56 of Martin Truex Jr. back in the day. I love his number. I know he opened a little bit longer. Uh, I believe he opened at like 40, as you can still see that at bet, bet 365, but we don't we don't reference that. So, I mean, the 33 to 1 of points bet, or for our purposes, uh, you get that bet Rivers or Barstool, I think is a great long shot bet. He leads all active drivers and wins here. He's led a ton of laps. I think he's like the active leader in laps led at Sonoma. Uh, prior to last season's absolute dumpster fire, that was yeah. Toyota on road courses. He had top five runs and four of the previous five at this track, you know, and if he would have been a top 10, close to a top five car at Coda earlier this year, which I, I might be putting too much stock in that race, but I do think that not having the stage break cautions um, is, is important to kind of look back at that and how these guys use strategy wise. Uh, he was going to be a top five car before all the damn overtime starts did there. And then just playing into that fact that he is one of the veterans who knows how to navigate a race without stage break cautions, I think is crucial from that perspective. So getting in on this number 33 to one, uh, if he shows any speed at practice and qualifying, this is dropping out into the 20 inside that 20 to one number. Yep. I'm with you on Marty. I'm ready to party. Um, this used to be a guy two years ago that was up with chase and up with Larson in the single digits. Um, obviously it's been a, a little bit of a struggle switching to the new car, but he's clearly found some speed. He's clearly found some comfort. He got a win. Like there's a lot to like about the way Truex is trending. I definitely think he'll be a factor. I'm with you on the outright. Um, I will probably find a way to get a little more exposure in case he's top five or six or seven instead of um you know at the front if he has a good day and he doesn't win i, I still want to benefit from being excited about him so makes sense the guy right above him alex bowman um right now i'm just real i'm more into the you know we'll talk finishing position here in a little bit but he is somebody that's gaining a lot of attention obviously uh back-to-back -to -back top fives at coda uh, strong at Sonoma. This is third full race uh, since his injury. So it's good to see him back and kind of getting comfortable in the car again. So I'm excited about that. Uh, it is a little short, um, but he's another guy that if you bet him at 25, 28, he qualifies well, like the Hendrick guys typically do. All of a sudden yep. that number is 17 or 15 and uh, you're feeling great about having it. Uh, the other guy that was brought up that was really interesting was Ryan Blaney. Obviously been incredibly fast, got his win, been really good. But he's been a little under the radar in terms of his road course abilities. Um, getting him as long as 35 over at DraftKings I think is a good way to do it. So, you know, if you want to not get super heavily invested, but have a few outrights that are more of a lottery ticket type situation, Bowman, Truex, Ryan Blaney all make sense. And I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Michael McDowell honestly isn't that crazy either. Um, I, I know it's Michael McDowell and you don't really want to do that, but third at <laughs> Sonoma in 2022, uh, top 15 finishes at Coda. He had the eighth best driver rating this year at Coda. Um, and he had a top 10 at Road America. So all of that is to say the more likelihood is top 10 bet. Maybe you find some matchups. Maybe you find some opportunities there. 
but if you want to get a little a little reckless, a little loose, a little have a little fun, a little forty five to one at DraftKings, I would not fault anybody who does that. Yeah, I I wouldn't fault anybody to get there. I I just think from this range, like especially you you got to find people that have shown speed elsewhere, you know, running near the front. And I think that's why Truex makes a lot of sense. And then, like you said, the Blaney number uh, getting 35 to one, uh, I believe on the show we were referencing, he had opened at like 40 or 45. Like that's ridiculous on a guy who has been one of the fastest cars on track over the last few weeks, if not one of the best, I mean, running top three in pretty much every single one of the last three to four races. So uh, Blaney is another guy I have on my car just for a quarter unit. Just for the hell of it, like I'm never, never abashed about backing my guy, uh, Ryan Blaney there. And then for me, it really like I, I think that's the end of where I'd even consider an outright. Yeah. Like, and those guys are probably pushing it a little bit. I, I don't like if you want to throw a few shekels on each of those guys and have some fun, like I totally get it. But uh, I think the smart money is to stay up near the top of the board or, you know, like you said, take a few shots on a Blaney or a Truex you think really has speed and can qualify in that, you know, first couple of rows. Yeah. And I do think later in the week, both of us, uh, I know me for sure, like I'll, I'll definitely have somebody closer to the top of the board after. Yeah. We yeah. I have Byron at 10 to 1. Mostly because he's eight, eight or eight and a half, and I think he can qualify really well. Um, Kyle Busch is really compelling. Um, I did grab, uh, I think, a nine or ten um, earlier. I, I that nine to one is is pretty interesting, but I also don't want to like fill up my outright card here on a you know Wednesday evening. So <laughs> don't. And then Chastain, I think, is really interesting too. Like. I like the this range, and then I like sc- and then scrolling way down and getting some of these guys, um, and that means jumping over a Cindric or a Suarez who uh, are a little bit uncomfortable at their prices, but uh, present a compelling case. So there's a the lot to get into. We so we've heard we've heard Chris Wormy talk about this all the time. When you look at a Suarez or a Cindric, even if they unload extremely fast and they're great in practice and qualifying, they're yeah. likely not going to be posted. Right. inside that 10 to one number fall any shorter than nine to one. And now yeah. you have a really good sense that they have legit contending cars under them and they're going to look great. And I would much rather hit them at that point than. Yeah. Yeah. You might be betting them at 12 or 15, but you feel a lot better about where they're at and their potential. And I think that's a great point as well as, you know, the, the, the goal with this betting outrights this early is to get ahead of the market. If you think mm-hmm. someone's going to move, you think steam's coming in, you think they're going to qualify really well, that number is going to be gone. Jumping in is the way to do it. If you don't think it's really going to matter that much, or maybe a little bit, but the, the information you gain is so much more valuable than the way the number is going to move. Um, you know, patience is is a virtue for a reason. Uh, let's look at a few different things. We'll start with the top ten market. Um, you know, we'll, we'll actually, should we just go over no? Cause so I have Caesars open and then I also have Barstool, which actually I really like, uh, haven't messed around with it mostly because we don't have access to actually bet at it, but, um, their, their website is just kind of really, uh, set up nicely. So let's look at what they have. Cause they have some good numbers. So Obviously, with the big guys, you're going to have to lay a heavy price. You're not going to want to lay minus 265, minus 275. Uh, let me see if I can make this a little bigger. There we go. How's that? That looks better. Uh, but there is some opportunity. Um, as we mentioned, Austin Sindrick, really, really strong. Minus 134. It's a little bit of a heavy price, but I think something that makes sense. Ross Chastain also makes a ton of sense at minus 134. Daniel Suarez at minus 121. It might be a good week just to hammer the top 10 market. Get a few guys you like. You know, Martin Truex at plus 105. Christopher Bell at plus 100. Bowman at plus 100. Like, there's a lot to like there. Um, So rather than just hammering the outright market, although those are fun and they have the lottery feel, uh, getting in on um, some of these guys makes a lot of sense. So, Brian, I guess for you... Of the the kind of top ten ish guys we're looking at right now, who's jumping out to you? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, I got a long shot dart throw on Martin Truex Jr. and both Ryan Blaney. I, I like both of those. Um, I just don't know, like, 
it it's they're going to be small plays right now. I'm I'm not getting overzealous on these type of numbers. Uh, Come on, Brian, that's know, the fun part. We got to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I do think though that like I mean, again, Kyle and I do not talk about our bets prior to recording, and sure don't. one of one of my favorite coming into this week was Alex Bowman, which is already down to even money when uh, it was it was plus one ten earlier in the day. Uh, Bowman top 10 here, I think makes way too much sense. He looked incredible at Coda. He maintained the top five running position pretty much all day there. Um, he's been okay at Sonoma top tens in two of the previous four finishes, but the other two were 14th and 16th. So he's not that far off from cracking the top 10. He has top tens in seven of the previous 15 road courses he's run. So it, you know, it's close to a 50, 50 shot here. You're getting plus money on that. Yeah. He's driving for Hendrick. Kyle mentioned this on the betting preview show. It's his third race back off of the injury, which I think is extremely important to note that he's going to be way more comfortable in the car this week, uh, maybe a little bit less soreness. So I think, you know, navigating the road course of Sonoma will be a little bit easier than what he's had to experience the last couple of weeks. So I, I like him pre-flop. I think if Hendrick shows any kind of speed, uh, he's going to be one of the ones that benefits the most and sees his number dropping the most substantially. Yeah. My betting card is already way too aggressive and I'm, <laughs> uh, but I just like, there's numbers that I just, I can't like, I can't talk about these guys as excited as I am, as confident as I am, you know, you know it's relative. It's all in NASCAR. The wheels could fall off. You never know. But like, there's just a bunch of guys with numbers that make sense. Guys that I expect to run really well. Um, and obviously I'm not going to hit all of them, but if I can hit a good majority, I'll have a nice week and everything will work out. So Martin Truex plus one Oh five. Welcome to the betting card. Ryan Blaney plus one thirty. Welcome to the betting card. And Alex Bellman plus a hundred. I gave out one ten. It's already moved. Um, so that's interesting. Nice to see a lot of people on the same page. The two that I, I want to. Truex is plus one twenty at Caesar. So, oh, okay. See, even better. So like, that shows you people that even when you think you're getting a decent number, always, always, always shop it. Find the best of the number. There's yep. two guys that we haven't talked about. The first guy that I want to hit on, Michael McDowell. Third last year. Two, 12th and 13th at Coda the last two years. Top 10 at Road America in 2022. Uh, I'm getting plus 120 at Caesars. Always shop it, of course. Um, I think he is a guy that makes sense as a top 10 consideration. And the longer shot that I'm actually jumping on is Bubba Wallace. And you can actually get plus 325 over at Barstool. Um, not traditionally a road course guy, but I think he has made tremendous strides as a driver. I think he's in a fast car. Obviously, you'll want to see him unload well and, and perform well in practice and qualifying. But plus 325 is a number that if he qualifies anywhere in like the top 10-ish range, goes away. Like maybe it's maybe you're getting two to one. And if you want to wait for that just to see, I completely understand. But when I saw that number, I said, this seems a little long for the driver he's been this season. The guy that was top five, top five, top five. Um, and I'm going to take a gamble on him top 10-ing at a road course and kind of you know, I don't think he's going to win, but could he be like 14th and all of a sudden he gets ninth at the end of the day? I think he could absolutely do that. Yeah. And, you know, I hadn't even seen this number until Kyle pointed it out to me. So, I I mean, clearly I'm a big Bubba, Bubba Wallace fan. I'm going to add this only small unit play here. But yeah, Bubba, you know, he he's a different driver this year. And yes, Coda, he absolutely dive bombed and destroyed Kyle Larson's day there. Yeah. Um, but he did qualify 11th for that race, which was his best qualifying effort since the Daytona road course way back in February 21st of 2021. And it's his second best start ever at a road course at Coda this season, which I think was just another sign that he's evolved as a driver. He's gotten better at every type of, at every track type. Um, so you're getting three and a quarter to one on a guy who's been a top 10 car basically everywhere we've gone over the last month plus. Even yeah. last week when 
he was, you know, not necessarily in the top 10. He was running right there, had a great shot to crack it before his rotor absolutely exploded. So yeah, I love this spot. And like you said, if all of the Toyotas unload fast, like we've seen most manufacturers kind of go in line with each other, I think all their numbers shrink. And then for me, I think it's really telling. Like if Ty Gibbs is posted at plus 175, uh, uh, Bubba is, is better in my opinion than, than Ty Gibbs. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, like we talked about experience on the track is important. A lot of these Xfinity guys haven't really ran the track. So, um, I think being, getting the reps on the track is really, really important. So, um, I think it's just an interesting number and one, like, you know, considering what Keselowski and Briscoe and Logano and like some of these guys are posted at, like, I, I just getting more than double is, it doesn't make sense. So, uh, I am going to ride the lightning there. Uh, top five market, Mr. Kyle Larson, uh, minus 110. Uh, you have some really good nuggets on him. So why don't you tell the fine folks uh, about the Kyle Larson experience this week? Yeah, so I'm doing this again. Look, I, I got burnt the last time I did this because he wrecked out. But again, he's he's only completed eight races so far this year where he's done every single one of the laps in that race. In six of them, he's finished top five. The other two, one was at Coda, where he got taken out by Bubba Wallace in the first, like the first stage at some point, and he still wound up finishing 15th through all of the crap he dealt with on that day. And then the other was Darlington, where he still led 29 laps, but because of some late cautions and just you know mumbo jumbo that happens during the race, he got stuck in the middle of the pack and finished outside the top 20. This guy is a top five car at every track that he races at to where he finishes the race. We saw it last week where he looked like absolute dog crap early. And I was sitting there laughing my way to the bank with a Kyle Larson finishing position over six and a half only to realize that him and Cliff Daniels are the best duo in the sport in making in race adjustments. And somehow he found his way up on the front row late in the race, battling for a win yet again. If this guy can on track, he is finishing top five. And without getting out of here talking about Kyle Larson, he's qualified on pole in five consecutive Sonoma races. And if he does that again, even qualifies on the front row, this is easily shot down one to two, maybe minus 240, something of that nature, knowing that passing is hard here and it's going to be all about track position. Uh, yeah, soliloquy. Well done. Um, I'm going to join you on that. I was looking at potentially targeting the top three instead of top five, but you only get like plus 130, 140, and it's like I'd rather yeah, have those two spots. Yeah, I'd rather have them in case he finishes fourth. I'll just take the minus 110, it's close enough for me. So I am going to join you on that. Reddick and Elliot kind of make similar cases. Byron at plus 155, I think is fun. Very These are all great, um, you know sidecars to your outright market bets if you think especially guys like chastain byron kyle bush if you think they can be really competitive and have a chance to win the race adding a little extra so that way if they finish third instead of first uh you don't get completely left out in the cold uh, you can also spend some time going down a little bit farther where someone like orion blaney is plus 450 or, um, you know, you can find some value. But there is one bet that was pointed out on the betting preview show that I am all aboard and it gives you much better value. So, uh, top three market, similar vibes. Like I said, plus 140, I'd rather have minus 110. I don't think it's that big of a, a jump for the, for the um, difference. The other thing, that if you want to think about this week, is maybe you like a guy like a Christopher Busher that you don't necessarily think is going to win, but can be near the front. Uh, AJ Allmendinger is in a very similar boat for me. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of uh, Michael McDowell, another guy that if you want to get a little spicy, like a top three, a top five could make a lot more sense on, on them at um, pretty nice numbers. Well, on that point, so that, that true X eight to one number. Um, yeah, that's pretty nice. Much different than the Kyle Larson odds separation from 325 to a top on a top five to plus 800 on a top three for two positions. Give me that quarter unit, like very small exposure clearly from a like 
uh, monetary perspective on a guy who has shown tremendous success at this track yep. in the past. Yeah, we're both betting him outright, so I am going to join you on that. It's wild that we don't talk about this stuff before the show. <laughs> we get on and like our brains just kind of, after doing this so long, I guess we get on the same wavelengths. That's why it's good to um, get some input from different people to kind of push us in different directions. Or Needless to say, though, I mean, like after last week, I really, I don't even know if I trust my own instincts on this yeah it really you really have to like get over last week and get on to this week because yeah you know each week each race is its own but yeah like we we were on fire we loaded up last week and uh things did not go well um so let's let's put it behind us let's get back overall it's still been pretty solid and uh let's see if we can find a few things so a couple one bets i did want to point out uh, manufacturer Toyota to win at three to one obviously gives you Tyler Reddick. Uh, it gives you Martin Truex that Brian and I are both on. It gives you uh, Christopher Bell. It gives you some interesting names um, that I think are legit contenders. And three to one to win this race, I think, is a good number. And it, in fact, is on my card um, for a little bit of a taste. Um, the other bet that I was talking about that, um, you know, if you want a little Brian Planey exposure this week, obviously you have to overcome Cindric, who at four to one, I think is a fine price if you want to get a little exposure to him, but you don't necessarily want to mess with like, is he three? Is he five? I don't really know. Um, but Ryan Blaney at plus 750 to be the top forward is a really compelling bet. Um, you know, I think he could be six and still be the top forward. Um, I think there's a few paths to him doing this. Obviously, he could be third and, and get it. Uh, but plus 750, when you're looking at, we were looking at what, four to one for him to top five. Um, I think it makes sense. Yeah, again, uh, for from a pure speed perspective, Ryan Blaney's been the best forward this yeah. season, and it's not... Not He's behind close. Michael McDowell. Like, what are we? I love Michael McDowell this week, but that yeah. doesn't make no sense. No, it makes absolutely zero sense. So, and, and Brian and I are definitely betters who like numbers, and when numbers don't match up to what we think, it piques our interest. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a numbers guy. Like, I. I'm I'm a I'm like a value better. I guess I, I'm like a shotgunner. Some may, like still, may call you a value hound. Oh. <laughs> um, top Chevy, Alex Bowman. Like it's hard. Chevy's hard to bet top Chevy because you ha these guys are probably going to be at least top three, if not winning the race, if they're the top Chevy. So I would probably look to go there. But um, if you want to add a little bit of a. Uh, supplemental bet. I think it, it makes a little bit of sense. Well, you know, okay. So on that point, just, just to hit on that real fast. So Kyle Larson, top Chevy number three to one. If you think, if you like him to top three, I feel like you're just better off betting the top Chevy number because then yeah. well, he, you're assuming he's finishing at worst third. And that, that only leaves two spots for guys to potentially beat him. And that includes, you know, all of the Toyota guys that are really good here, the Blaney's, the Cindrics, the, Alm oh, the Almendinger could beat him. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it only leaves two spots for yeah. somebody. For the Ford and the Toyota game. guys that we like. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a good call. Same with, uh, same with Chase. If you like Chase, I don't think he's going to have a strong week. He's one of the guys that can going to fade. It might look really dumb come Sunday afternoon. Um, I just, I worry about him getting back into the car. He hasn't had a road course all year. That car has not been the same, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's why you always want to look kind of, okay, what makes the most sense? Do I think he can top three? Yes. Do I want, do I get a better number if I come over here where he can still top three? Sure back and forth figure out okay what because you want to you want to maximize your bullets winning in nascar is hard so uh if you're gonna hit a bet make sure you get the best number make sure you're getting the best value all that good stuff um so that is that uh little head-to-head -head preview there's a few interesting ones um Cindric, a decent favorite over gibbs but i think it's warranted 
Uh, McDowell at plus money over Daniel Suarez is really interesting. That is that. That said, Suarez has been really fast huh? at road courses. Yeah, uh, I just think they're close enough where it doesn't make sense to get plus money over Suarez. But um, you know, I, I I see what you're saying. Uh, Truex over Harvick at plus one hundred five, I think, is really interesting. Oh, I'm uh, hitting that. Yeah, I think that's a good number. And if you're looking for a little extra Truex exposure, that's a great way to go. Let's uh, just say that. Uh, it will be a very massive party with Marty if Yeah. Yeah. I will <laughs> I will have my I will have my my Marty party jersey on for sure. Uh some interesting Reddick options here. You can obviously fade him against Chase. You can fade him against Larson, but it, once again, if you're doing that, it might make more sense to go top three or the win, because for him to do that, it probably is gonna require a really, really good day. Um, Blaney, Blaney's a decent favorite over Logano. Are you going back to that well this week? Uh, if I got a better number, I probably would. Yeah, let's go see because there is a few bets over at DraftKings that I'm want to point out. Um, Bowman over Logano at minus 115, but we don't have beat bet 365, but that one is uh is interesting. Is there any? Uh, oh, yeah. All right, we'll flip over there for you too. Uh, let's see here. So the first one I want to put on the card is Ross Chastain over Chase Elliott. I made it my favorite head-to-head on the betting preview show. Uh, I'm going to add it to my card here. Plus 125. Brian, we are the kings of taking that plus money head-to-heads. <laughs> yep. I don't. I, you know, I feel scary to fade Chase Elliott, but I'm going to do it this week, and this is the first way I'm doing it. So, Ross Chastain, welcome to the card, plus 125. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm just so worried about, you know, what, again, what, what his mindset is coming into the race. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, oh, I already added it. Dang. Um, so I added this prior to recording. It has moved a little bit, but I took Kyle Larson over Tyler Reddick. Uh, I got it at plus 105, uh, but even money is fine. Um, I just, I, Larson could run away and hide. And obviously, you know, you, you betting him to win is probably a, a good way to get some exposure too. But I like that. I like plus money against a guy that, you know, Reddick's been incredible at road courses and obviously he's been really good this year. But um, I, I think it's, I think it's a good number to jump on. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Actually, seeing that, it, it's just I have a hard time trying to fade Tyler Reddick with yeah. how good he's been on road courses of late. Sindrick minus one hundred five against the Dinger. I like that. So Ooh. that's so that's my favorite matchup. Look, I I know we call Dinger the Ringer on road courses, and he's tremendous on them. He's you know quite possibly a top three top five guy on road courses, but you know, who's been better in all of the races that they've run together in the cup series, Austin Sindrick. And you know, He's who's not running five... a colleague car this week. Austin exactly. Sindrick. It's Sindrick and Penske versus, uh, Dinger and colleague Sindrick actually looked okay last week as well. You know, he's running right outside the top 10 before him and Austin Dillon got into it. And then we go over to those shenanigans. And then, like I said, Cindric has actually finished ahead of Dinger in five of the last seven road courses that they've run together here in the Cup Series. And then when you look back at their Xfinity races, if you take away the Charlotte Roval, they were about even on road courses in terms of their finishing positions. And most of the time, when Cindric finished behind Dinger, it was within one or two spots. Whereas no. when Cindric finished ahead of Dinger, it was a little more separation. So, I mean... Clearly, these guys are both extremely good on road courses. Cindric, like Dinger, was called up to run a third car um, before he was even a full-time Cup Series driver on road courses because of his prowess on these types of tracks. And you're getting close to even money on him in a much better car in Penske versus Colleague. Yes, please. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100% with you. Uh, okay. Um, should we, anything else you want to look at, or do you want to recap our cards, give the people a best bet and then, um, start the prep work for qualifying and practice? Yeah. 
I think I'm good. Let's Okay, let's do it. So uh, looking back to get on the gravy train this week, I have Ross over Chase Elliott at plus 125. I have Larson over Reddick at plus 105. Uh, I have a McDowell top 10. I have a Bubba top 10. I have a Truex top 10. I have a Ryan Blaney top 10 and an Alex Bowman top 10, all at plus money. Numbers that make a lot of sense. Uh, from an outright position, I have Martin Truex. I have William Byron. That is it. I have the Blaney top four at plus 750. Uh, I have Toyota to win the race at three to one. I like that. Um, I added the Truex top three to add a little supplemental to my Truex outright. And it's actually, was... ten to one at Caesars, by the way. So. Oh baby, give it to me. Yeah. Um, I am going to update that. Kyle Larson at minus one ten at Caesars to top five. I think is a amazing bet. I have a couple that are bouncing around in terms of. My best bet. So let's recap Brian's card. Brian will give you his best bet, and then I'll get the hell out of here. So two outrights, Truex, 33, Blaney, 35. Uh, both of them trying to get a little CLV. We'll see how uh, how they unload. We'll see what uh, qualifying looks like, make some decisions beyond there. If we want to expand, add more units, whatever. Uh, top 10s. He's got Bowman. He's got Truex. He's got Blaney. He's got Bubba. Uh, he has Dinger uh, losing to Sindrick at minus 105. He has Larson to top five. He has Marty Party to top three at 10 to one, which is a great shout. Um, and then Truex over Harvick at plus money. Brian Twining, what is your best bet as we sit here Wednesday evening? You know, this was a late ad, but, you know, getting plus money on this on a guy who I think has a legit shot to perform well, kind of go back to the past and how good he's been. And I'm wearing the freaking hat. Martin Truex Jr., over Kevin Harvick at plus 105 at Barstool or Bet Rivers, whichever book you can get it at. Uh, two units there. That's going to be my best bet before we see them on on track come uh, practice and qualifying. So pre, please pray to the Lord that Martin Truex Jr. unloads fast. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna join you on the Marty Party bandwagon, but since you left the door open for me, uh, I'm gonna take the Kyle Larson. Uh, top five at minus 110. I think he unloads well. I think he's on the pole. And I'm going to have some nice CLV on the number. Will he finish what he started? Who knows? Uh, but I feel pretty good about it. So give me the minus 110. I'll put four units on there to top five. Um, and, and we'll see how how everything goes. If you are enjoying the show, make sure you smash that thumbs up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you have not done that yet. Uh, let us know as we sit here now, who are you betting to win the race? Do you have an outright? If you don't have an outright, give us your favorite bet, you know, top 10 matchup, whatever you find. Um, I will also link to the betting preview show hosted by Derek Yoder, who does an amazing job. Uh, Twitter every single week. Make sure you're checking that out. It's also a podcast after the fact. Plus all the other amazing content. We're trying to share it out. So at FPAOP, we're trying to tweet out other people's work because there is a lot of good information uh, for both betting and DFS and just en enjoying the sport of NASCAR. That is Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert. We're going to go enjoy the rest of our evening and get ready for the rest of the week, we will talk to you on Saturday. As always, we will record Saturday. It'll be in your feed pro probably Sunday morning because it's a late qualifying out here on the West Coast. Hit the subscribe button so you know when it hits your, hits your feed. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>